genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as always, with Sean Petit. What up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. hey As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, uh, we're, we're going to ruin them for you. I'll also give you some timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything you want to skip, or you can just listen to the stuff you want to listen to. Whatever, it's uh, it's your life. Uh, live it however you want. Um, our top story today is Future State Dark Detective by a whole round table of people. Uh, Mariko Tamaki, Dan Mora, Jordi Belair, Matt Rosenberg, Carmine D. Giandominico, and Antonio Fabella. Yeah, it's yes. a lot of names. It was a lot of book. <laughs> it was a lot of comic. Yeah, a lot of names a lot for a whole lot of comic. Yeah. Those are two stories on that one, in case people are confused why there's so many names. Yeah, yeah, we did uh, all the first story people and then all the second story people, so we'll we'll get to that later. Just blew them all out there. A lot of these Future State books are just all the comic. Yeah, you get a lot of bonus stuff. You get a lot of bang for your buck with these books. Man, I was looking at one for next week. When we get to it, it's going to be a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. There's like 30 stories. Holy shit. Okay. Well, Well, hopefully only like one of them is good, so we only have to talk about one of them. It's also like setting a precedent for um, DC going forward, because I think Infinite Frontier Frontier also is going to feature backup stories. Yeah, I think most of their ongoings are going to have backup stories at some point. That's kind of cool, though. I guess an interesting way to reduce the overall amount of books but like still talk about characters know, keep the same amount of talent and get the same amount of stories in it's interesting i think yeah, it's a cool, cool way, actually i think it's a cool way to expand on the lesser characters yeah. in like the main characters world like you know like yeah. having grifter and batman that's cool you don't get a lot of those stories and now you know he's kind of part in that main book if you're only reading the batman book it might lead you to go pick some other stuff up it's, it's kind of old school, like how Detective Comics, like is, Batman yeah. was a yeah. story within Detective Comics. Exactly. Right, yeah. Not just Slam Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, I kind of like it, because like, <laughs> the detective from Detective Comics. Uh, all right. <laughs> Not many people know that. See, that's why RJ's on the show. I know. We're so lucky to have you. I honestly thought you were talking oh, yeah. about Abraham Slam from Black Hammer. <laughs> no. I just assumed it was someone I didn't know who it was. He's, a, he's in a Catwoman book. Mm. Nice. <laughs> Brubaker brings him back. Okay. Nice. So, anywho, how was uh, how was y'all's week? We made it. Just I mean, all, have we? There's still more. There's still more to go. I don't even know what time. <laughs> yeah, what day it I've is. I've lost m- completely all sense of reality. We've put we've put more events into the last two weeks than ever. Good. Yeah, yeah. We got a we got a sequel to everyone's favorite impeachment. So that was kind of nice. <laughs> um, it, I need to have a word with the cosmic schedule. <laughs> <laughs> schedule plan. Impeachment two electric boogaloo. Uh, <laughs> maybe the electric boogaloo thing has gotten a bad name over the last couple of years. I know they took an innocent baby sequel to a breakdancing movie, which is actually better than the original, and they turned it into this whole racist 
fucking bullshit. Wait, what? I didn't even know it was racist. I've just been saying that. I'm sorry. You don't know about the Boogaloo the- Boys, the guys no. who want a new second Civil War? What? No. Yeah, they call them. They call themselves the Boogaloo Boys. Yeah. Well, way to ruin something amazing. What in the racism? Once again, I can't wear Fred Perry's. I can't get Norse mythology tattoos, and now I can't say Electric Boogaloo. This is horseshit. Yeah. Now, I should probably throw out this black and yellow plaid shirt. I've yeah, my coworker. My coworker <laughs> got called a proud boy because he was wearing a black shirt and a yellow bandana around his neck, and and then unleashed hell. Oh man, I on was that wearing poor this- person. I was wearing this on video earlier. Dude, uh, I guarantee they're not going to steal the color yellow. I fucking refuse. Yeah, you can't just take two color combinations. Like, that's very prominent. Like, black, yeah, bla- black and yellow is all the, over the place. You can't take black and yellow from the Steelers. The Steelers had it first, okay? Yeah. Can't take it from Wiz Khalifa. I was about to say. Can't take it from Bumblebees. All right? Like, fuck that. Yeah, uh, Bumblebees have it pretty much wrapped up. Yeah, so fuck y'all. We're keeping this. That's where we make the stand. The color yellow and black. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, going I mean, like, back and I'm taking my, my Fred Perry t-shirts because I miss fair. wearing them. Yeah, I kind of... They were slimming. You know, they Make you look yeah. good, man. When you find that brand that makes you look good even though you don't, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I'm spending that. $80 on a shirt, I want to fucking look good, if, okay? If and I don't want to be associated good. with racists. So. Yeah, that's, it, I'm not asking for much here. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, I just I you gotta hate when when hate groups take fashion. Although the Boogaloo Boys, their whole thing is fucking Hawaiian shirts. They can have that shit. Uh, yeah, no one wants Hawaiian shirts except like hardcore kids, apparently. But that's a weird style. And guys who drive hot rods. I feel like anytime I've ever <laughs> yeah, seen a man driving a anytime I've ever seen a hot rod in real life, the same guy is driving it. Has forever ruined Magnum PI cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, that. That's one of our more impressive tangents. <laughs> yeah, how, how yeah, did we get here? Ass. Where are we? That got weird fast. <laughs> yeah, it started with the Boogaloo voice. Of course it got Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, we yeah I'm going to have to like Wikipedia that after yeah. we finish recording because I have we'll no fucking you, idea what you're talking about. I'll send you a video. Yeah, okay. yeah if you're a Boogaloo boy it's and you're listening, uh, turn this off. You're not going to like us very much at all. I promise. <laughs> also, if you're a proud boy, uh, yeah. Nazis in general, you know. God, just, are we taking this hard stand? Do we? Yes, I'm taking <laughs> Nazis? Are you kidding? <laughs> we don't want any Nazi listeners. What's even happening? <laughs> so- oh, that was like the earliest we've ever gotten our data break. We're, I think. we're getting our greatest hits out in the first four <laughs> minutes today. This I is hate fucking them so great. much. I'm going to cut like all of this. No! Well, most of it. Some Thank of it. God. Do not. I don't want to mention Nazis on this show. I'm sorry. Unless, we you know, already we're talking have about, for two years. Unless we're talking about Hellboy. You know, oh, like okay. then maybe I'll lift the embargo. And then we could still know. say they're terrible. I, we have yeah. talked about Donald Trump a bunch of times on this show. It's, it's you can't un, you can't undo that can't Pandora's unring box. That bell. <laughs> yeah, you can't unring that bell. <laughs> you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. All right, <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here. And talk about some comics because we are. I don't even know what's We are spiraling anymore. fucking hard right now. So, so comic books. Yeah, uh, they we came got out them. this week. We got them. We read them. You want to hear our takes on them? That's why you guys are here. That's why uh, we're all alive you're not here for our political discourse what the fuck that's our other podcast (laughs) called oh my god please fucking make it stop yeah (laughs) pretty much it's just us screaming into a microphone for an hour it's funny that's what i've been saying for four years yeah oh please god make it stop (laughs) all right what do we got first on the docket here homesick pilots number two Ooh. uh this is a cool book so 
to kind of catch you up, we got Wait, two. Who, who made it? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Let's start um, with that. That's a good question. So, so homes, homesick <laughs> pilots number two by Dan Waters and Casper Wingard. Um, this is a cool book. Uh, to catch you up, there's these two kind of warring orphan punk bands in like Southern California that get well, there were well there were they get like trapped inside this haunted house one of the bands just gets eaten alive by the house you know as it, as it you do and the other band somehow survives except one this 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 girl named amy gets like stuck inside in like this house of leaves kind of vibe and becomes yeah she's like one with the house and she becomes like this ghost and she shows up at like this rich couple's apartment to steal a horseshoe so, like, that's where the last issue kind of cut off. Yeah, the last issue gave None us... None of that makes any the... sense without context. Uh, it didn't make sense with context. <laughs> well, it was it was a lot of mystery. It set up, like, really good yeah. character development, yeah. and then, like, what the fuck is going on here? And then this issue sets up a lot of really good exposition for what the fuck is going on and here. And, like, what the long-term yeah. story is going to be, I think. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I like that this was um, pitched as a haunted house mech story, and it continues to... To be a haunted house mech story, and I still don't understand how they're able to do it. <laughs> so, do it very well too. It's yeah. good. Yeah, it, it works really well, but it's so bizarre. So what what we find out in this issue is is Amy is like this herald of this haunted house, where the haunted house, all of its ghosts are missing. So she has to kind of track them down and bring them back. And the first one is this horseshoe. Or like it's inside of this horseshoe, and this woman has had this horseshoe for a very. And it's long been giving time. her this like cosmic good luck, where like nothing about her life sucks anymore because this horseshoe just keeps fixing everything for her, and it's like almost getting to a point where she hates it. Like oh, she, she definitely hates it. She can't even be caught in the rain. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't get caught out in the rain anymore. Yeah, and she's like, like she I haven't, I haven't been caught rain. in the rain in twenty seven years. I miss the rain. Yeah. Like, oh man, that's actually so, like, super dark. Yeah. She wants to give the horseshoe back, but like she can't lose it. Like she left it in a cab one time and then got home and it was in her purse. Yeah, she tried. Or her like, purse was on her doorstep. And she yeah. tried to really get rid of it. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, she like tried to crash her car and she just walked out without a scratch on her. Uh-huh. And killed her poor passenger also. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't great. Yeah. So we get this weird sequence where like it takes over her body and like becomes this crazy like mech looking thing. It's fucking co- it's pretty cool. It the art in this is fantastic. Yeah, if you had told me that a horseshoe mech person was going to be a big part of this book, I would <laughs> tell you that sounds stupid, but they do it really well. It's like it's really cool. Super and the artwork and super is, is really cool and really like it's kind of poppy. Like there's a lot of like that kind of stippling and stuff. It's oh. I really like it. Like the art is kind of what drew me in. Yeah. Same. But uh so Amy manages to get the horseshoe back and like the first thing this woman does is just throw herself off a building. She's like, "Okay, cool. I don't have this luck anymore. She's Goodbye." She's free of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no cuz cuz then like Amy sees what she's about to do. Like she sees her like walk to the edge uh-huh. and she's like you know, things can get better. Like I know it sucks, but like we can there are there are things that can help, you know, like like you can always you can always like make it stop. And uh are, are you uh, how does she phrase it? Yeah. She's like I, 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 you can always put things back together and she says I don't want to put things back together. 
I want to make it stop and then just fucking commit suicide. Yeah. She's just like, like fuck this. Oh, damn. Oof. Yeah. Because you said like everything was just numb because nothing was real. Cause yeah, because like it like yeah. when they first get into the uh, the house, the apartment, um, her like Amy like touches the boyfriend, yeah. like reaches out at him and it like shocks him to death. And she's yeah. like, I didn't know I could do that. Ah. And then, uh, you know, the girl with the horseshoes just like, yeah, uh, there'll be another one showing up at my door any mm-hmm. day now. Cause, uh, yeah, you she know. just gets these like perfect hunky guys that show up. And when one dies, another one just shows up. Yeah. Like insane. Not a bad problem, I guess, but like still. Yeah. Clearly. Evidently it is a bad problem. Takes a toll. But this has that, you know, like I said, it's got that poppy look, but it's got that deep, dark commentary. Like we talk about in coffin bound and it's just like very unsettling once they gets into like the actual story i mean yeah it's the same thing as finger guns where like it, yeah. it pulls you in with like oh these kids are having a good time oh shit yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but so she, she ends up getting this horseshoe ghost back to the house and also the character design for the horseshoe ghost is super creepy yeah, yeah. it's really oh. creepy but he he reveals to her that there's six more that she has to go and find yeah so exactly. like we got ourselves a mystery gang we gotta go find some six. Yeah, and she and and she, it, I think the house like kind of has her deluded a little bit because she's like, I should get my friends to help, and she's like, I know that you know one person just died, yeah, but you know, like I think it'll be fine. And like the house also lies to her about yeah. killing all of the other band of the yeah. nuclear bastards, so she's she's just like ha- very out of her depth and like clueless as to how nefarious this whole shit is. Yeah, it's uh. It's not going to end great, I have a feeling. Yeah, it's going to get heavier and heavier. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then, then there's some real life problems for the rest of the band, too. Yeah, just- they run into the cops that they had a tangle with at their show when they were trying to get help. Yeah. So, like, they tried to flag some cops down, and it was the same cop that they kicked in the head. And now, so it's like- and now they're covered in blood. Yeah, it's like, oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> we're fucked. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, Homesick Pilots number two. I'm I'm enjoying this. Yeah, it's a good. I one want so more far. of it. Yeah, I I really like the premise of tracking down evil ghosts. Yeah, or maybe yeah. they're not all evil. I don't know. Yeah, they're. And just this is ghosts. from Image. This is uh, it's good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I just like the whole you know you'll be visited by three spirits kind of a kind of a thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So I've got sword number two. Oh, this must be the dedicated X Men section of the podcast. Yeah, it then. is. Finally, I've only done one book. It's finally the X Men. <laughs> no, finally sword. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's been a couple. Yeah. Well, it's been like a whole month, right? Yeah, it's felt like that's how they work. Five years. That's how comics work. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> that's the joke. Uh, so sword is by Al Ewing, Valerio Shidi, and Marty Gracia. Um. So this is our King and Black tie-in. I think some of the other X-Men books are going to be tying in the King and Black, but this is the first mm-hmm. one. Um, and this is maybe one of the most organic tie-ins to an event I've ever read. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, it was not forced it, at all. It makes perfect sense I that they were right. doing this. Normally, I'm not the biggest fan of tie-in stuff. Like, I'll read it because I like the book that it's a part of, but... right. Uh, it's not. Sometimes they change writers. This too, one didn't feel they, out of place. If you're not reading the event, no, it yeah. still felt very much part of this book. So the everyone's at the peak, hanging out, and um, the they notice that you know the <laughs> Earth has been covered in venom goo, 
Um, <laughs> gross. It's like Ghostbusters and, 2 down there. <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, all communications has been have been cut, so they need to uh, get down to Kokoa. And um, they have WizKid kind of uh, hook it up. Because, you know, that's, that's what he does. He is a wizard. So, yeah. He's able to uh, get them to teleport to Kokoa, where they're, they're fighting, um, you know, symbio dragons, because that's what everyone's fighting Dude, right I now. I love how he effortlessly kills one of them from the space station. <laughs> He's, yeah. like, that not even looking. Dope. He just, like, presses a button. It's, it's so badass. So I love it. Awesome. It's, he told it's me like there was Wizkid. a kill dragon button. There. Yeah. <laughs> if you told me Wizkid had, like, one of the baddest like badass panels yeah. of the of the month i wouldn't have believed you <laughs> at all i also love that like uh, fabian is like what is that kid up to and uh, <laughs> abigail brand is just like trifling problems right after he blows a dragon out of existence with right. one he button a, he called it a latex space dragon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also we got that great shot of mentalo on the toilet loved it oh man loved it squeezing out a grumper <laughs> Oh, gross. Awful. Le- leaving a, a, a big fat dad stink behind. Oh. That kind of stink that only a dad leaves. Uh, couldn't get out of here without poop jokes. Anyway, yeah, sorry, Archer. We had to interrupt X-Men with poop jokes. That's, that's our- I love that they finally give Random some more lines. Because I'm so excited for him to get character. I love Random. And they're like, those are like worst. This like those are terrible goo creatures. He's like, I'm a worst goo creature, and he just turns his hand into a gun. I used to have He's this. Like, okay. I used to have this random action figure that I fucking oh, loved. That's awesome. I random has one of my favorite battles in X Men because he's destroying like a bank, and Havoc and X Factor go to fight him, and they're like, "Who's paying you? Like, what are you being paid?" And then Havoc just takes out a check and he just pays him more than what he's being paid and he stops. <laughs> and then he just joins X Factor. All right. It's great. That's such a good it's, origin. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, yeah. Because he was like, he's like Lobo, kind of, but way less annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Although he was. He's an he endearing was, Lobo. <laughs> he had a really uh, terrible story. I don't know. Whatever. I just he, I, I really love how much shit he, I love how much shit he gives Metallo this whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's giving Metallo shit though. Yeah, but like he's giving doing it real bad. It's like, oh, I wouldn't want to be you, buddy. Like, you want to trade spots? <laughs> so they they like get down to Kokoa and Sunfire is like, oh, uh, what are we bringing scrolls here? because uh, Frenzy brought the the scroll ambassador. Um yeah. and he's like He just gets real sh- racist all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> He just like, he's like, I'm called Sunfire. Let me show you why. And he like uh, flames out a dragon, but then uh, completely snuffs himself out yeah. and falls. So uh, Cortez has awesome. to like go and amp up his powers. And it's really cool. He like just turns him into like a living sun and like has him shoot through the dragon. Yeah, it really roids um, him up. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. pretty cool. There was a lot of living suns this week. Oh yeah, we'll get to oh, it later. Yeah. <laughs> um, about that. And then uh, I guess Abigail had Mentallo go on his own mission to like rescue the five from the symbiote attack, just because you know they're the most important part of Krakoa. Right? Because if they if if they lose them, then you know no one's they're, coming. They're kind of fucked. <laughs> right. So she has him. Uh, Cable also Cable's been missing this whole time. 
So, uh, I guess the plan initially involves Cable, but she, uh, Abigail was having Mentalo go. So he brings his tank. It's called the Think Tank. I love it. <laughs> and it's my favorite. I love it so much. I want a toy of this. I do too. Dope First, tank. I want a Mentalo toy, and then I want his tank. <laughs> Uh yeah, so he like brings the think tank and it it's got like transport cap- capacity, so I guess he's gonna go uh fury the the uh five away. <laughs> um love that sh- fury the five away. That's fantastic. <laughs> but then yeah, we get we get another um you know, call back to last week. We get a big uh, reveal big on the last page. page. Reveal, yeah. Right, yeah. So yeah, uh hand kinda comes through a cocoon gate and uh it's it's cable, but he's nullified, so it's <laughs> what? Yeah, looks dope too. Canable, <laughs> He looks pretty fucking cool. The character design he, is awesome. He does. Yeah. I I didn't know that was cable at first. It took me. I guess it took me. A it second. took me a while. I was like, it's the, the eye. It was the eye, it, and then like, oh, yeah. the, the giant gun helped. Yeah. It took me right. until he, you just said that it was Cable. Ah, nice. Yeah, it took he also, me. He also has the sword on his back. Oh, the sword uh, too. The big yeah. whammy yeah. sword. Yeah. But yeah, it took me a while. To, I'm like, who the fuck? I think I thought it. I think I thought it was just Noel because I was like, oh, Noel, how did he get through a uh, portal? But yeah, no, it's yeah, the sword. Cable. I think that's what Makes finally sense. tipped me off. I'm like, yeah. oh. the yeah. the eye did it for me. I was just like, this well, has to be, especially since uh, the first page of the book is a giant panel of his eye. Yeah, and and, and uh, he's missing the whole time. So you know. And uh, the artist Valerio put out um, a thing online that that first page is actually also a reference to the movie Deep Red, which is great because that's a great. Oh, movie. cool! That's cool. That rules. Yeah, love that. He, there's a bunch of like, uh, I guess he's just a big Giallo fan, and uh, there's a bunch of like Giallo references. Uh, the cover that just got revealed for four is like uh, the kind of in the same style as these Italian pulp novels. So, I don't know. Cool. I, I love stuff like that. Nice. That's very cool. I'm into that. Yeah, I like this. I dug this one. This book is just, it's instantly just one of my favorite parts of the X universe so already. Good. And it's only two issues in. I just, it's it's impressive to make me care about King in Black in a really significant way. <laughs> I mean, like. Ewing is just putting in work, man. Yeah. He really so is. Good. Yeah. Like, the main book is, like, fine, but I'm just not, like, I'm not invested, and I'm very invested now in the, the sword, the, the Kurt Cohen right, portion yeah. of, yeah. you know, King in Black. Yeah, now um, that it's, it, the first issue was just, like, let us introduce you to a whole bunch of mutants you haven't thought about in 20 years. Oh, and now we're like, all right, let's put these guys in, see in, in a action. team and put them out in the field. Well, that's one of my favorite parts of the X-Men just the whole line right now mm-hmm. is that there's so many books and they're all pulling from the same cohesive setting that the teams are real weird. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. <laughs> it's true. Because X-Men is like, it's, it, it's something that, uh, loves its continuity and its history. Right. And even the smallest characters are great, given a great writer. And, and, and you can't mm-hmm. have like Wolverine on every single, uh, team because right. everyone is aware of where everyone is at the time. Like so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of nice. You, you of get that. some other characters. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, speaking of X Men, I got one too. Um, Shocker, <laughs> Marauder Seventeen, uh, by Jerry Duggan, Matteo Lolly, and Edgar Delgado. Um, so this issue is awesome. Uh, Shocker. Uh, 
it, it basically has three different storylines that are going through it. One is uh, Emma Frost um, is doing a gala for like mostly humans, like uh, all the ambassadors and the people that are going to be working with Hellfire now that she's taking over uh, more of the, like the white and black um, are switching. So like uh, she's going to be handling all the like black market shit where uh, it was uh sebastian so uh, a dick. so like <laughs> so like we got that giant size x-men issue where she built that whole uh secret fortress on yeah Nero's that was that was magneto's and, giant um, size. uh right and um so then we you know we at the end she's like i'm gonna throw a party and everyone's like okay so hellfire gala is gonna be like uh marauders arc but now it seems like Given what we know, not uh, which isn't too much, but this is probably going to be a gigantic thing, especially given the end of X Men, where it says that the new team is going to be revealed at that um, event. Oh, cool! And yeah, they're bringing they're bringing out Russell Dodderman, so I don't know if he's doing interiors or at least Ooh. a cover. But like, it, there, it's definitely going to be a giant. It's going to be a thing, big which thing. Just makes me excited. That's cool because I've been I I want. Emma to spearhead a huge plot point for a long time now. <laughs> yeah. And and a gala of all things. It's perfect for her. Of course. It's great. Um so yeah, so we get like the beginning pl- planning stages of that. Um we also get another plot with um Kate tracking down <laughs> where Lockheed was while was she was cool. dead. That was great. I'll, oh yeah. I'll get back to it. Love um that. and then we have another plot that is um Callisto wanting to go into the crucible. Uh, and since Apocalypse isn't there, she asks Storm. Um, so that was definitely my favorite part of the whole issue was uh, was that, that was, whole portion. That was the bigger that was the bigger story of this one, I think. Right? And it was the mo- more heartbreaking and like beautiful one yeah. too. Oh no, man! Um, because basically, she asks her like, "Will you do the Crucible with me?" And Storm's like, "No, like what? That's barbaric. It's weird. I don't want to do that." And she's like, "What would you do to be yourself again? Like mm-hmm. we would. What would you? What lengths would you go to to like?" bring yourself back to who you once were like you kind of just did yeah exactly <laughs> and uh, and she also right. she's like where are you going where are you going aurora <laughs> and uh she's like wow you know me really well um i'm not gonna tell you but yeah i am gonna go somewhere so like there's a weird open plot thread with that where where the hell storm is gonna go um and why uh, and I imagine it's going to have something to do with Wakanda because she really well, they, they, fucked they that all up. They already said that this year is like the year of storm. Like she's going to have a giant. Awesome, storm. that's okay. great. I love that. Um, because they clearly know how to use her properly. Because like mm-hmm. this issue just really hits, <laughs> really hits the heart, if you will. I love their, nice. I love their relationship so much. Yeah. My friend was like asking me, I was like, what's what's their history? Because I don't understand. And it's like, well, storm like depowered. Like even with, like with no powers, beat up Callisto for the rights to the uh, Morlocks to like lead them, and they've kind of like respected each other like ever since. Yeah. So the it's really cool. They they had they started out as like frenemies almost, and it, it became this like respect and trust that like few other X Men have in that way. It's this like really specific relationship that they have, um, and it makes it perfect for the Crucible. So um. You know, like, uh, Callisto goes into the Crucible and, um, Silver Samurai is just like, hey, do you have a, a dance partner? And she's like, no. So he's like, all right, um, you know, we'll have a, someone from the audience can yeah. volunteer. And, uh, right as they're doing that, uh, Storm 
thunder cracks down into the the coliseum and they have like a really cool battle and then which i don't know why i never thought of this she punches her heart and simultaneously electrocutes it <laughs> she literally just, just stops shocks her heart just stops her heart mm-hmm. in a like single punch it was just like fuck oh and then you know she holds her and cries um, so it's simultaneously super badass and also like real sad. Yeah, yeah the whole taser point of this, punch. Yeah, the whole point of this was so because she, she was depower her body was depowered. Oh so yeah, she, so so if yeah. if you're listening and hadn't heard our uh, episode about the Crucible, it's basically yeah. Apocalypse started this thing where um, mutants that were depowered during M Day um, can basically commit suicide so that they can be reborn fully with powers uh but you can't just commit suicide because that's a that's a straw death you you can't have a straw death you gotta fight to the death yeah you have to die in battle Mm -hmm. in order to like earn that privilege so it's part of apocalypse building up the religion uh suicide by blue dad yeah exactly (laughs) so so we'll we'll see more of that in the way of x because that's like kind of feeds into like nightcrawler's whole thing just part of it yeah yeah exactly um so yeah that part was awesome then the kate following Lockheed around part was amazing. This was my favorite part. I mean, honestly, uh, it doesn't get much better than this for me. Um, so she, she follows Lockheed to like the, the family that like harbored him and like fed him and, and nursed him back to health. And she's like, Thank you so much for doing this. Here's a duffel bag of money. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's at- it's in Madripoor where like there's riots in the street. Like yeah, this- like as she's like showing up, there were like riot police trying to break down the door, and she's like, "How about you fucking scram?" Uh, and then she comes in, she's like, "What's the deal? What's going on?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, they're trying to like intimidate us out of our homes so that they can like demolish everything and like build giant like." you know complexes and basically gentrify the whole thing they want to they want to like ultra gentrify and turn like madriporn to dubai or something uh so uh kate starts this whole crusade to use the hellfire money to buy up the entire like crime district of madripoor and like funnel it back into like community and just basically she tells like all the evil fucking corrupt pieces of shit that are running Madripoor. She's like, uh, this is ours now. We're not making any, uh, we're not, we're not hiding it. We're not like, you know, trying to be clandestine about this. Uh, we are going to support this community and you can fuck right off. She Tony Starks the place. She Tony Starks. Yeah. Literally the exact same plot that's happening in Daredevil where Elektra bought all of Hell's Kitchen to, um, keep from a, um, mob boss, mob family from buying it. It's literally the, like, Gentrifiers are the ultimate villains. Uh, they're the fucking worst. And I wonder if she's gonna like run into like Tiger Tiger. I hope so. That'd be fucking tight. I I just yeah. I love the fact that they're like you know grassroots building community with Madripoor with 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 Hellfire money in Madripoor. It's so fucking cool. I like a good Madripoor story just in general. In general, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, Marauders. I'm I'm really stoked to see. Uh, you know, the the gala they just kind of leave it a little bit. Like they they talk about like the planning and they talk about you know a little bit of who's invited. It's mostly human. And um, Saucier isn't having yeah, it. But Saucier. Like, well, I mean humans, but like villains. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. like, <laughs> is this gonna be like uh like that pharaoh in Egypt who built a 
uh, dinner room to get revenge on her husband, so she floods the whole thing at the dinner party and kills them all. God, I can only hope. I mean, it is on the like precipice of a cliff over an ocean. Just, so yeah, <laughs> and with a sentinel head, with a sentinel head in it. She's like, go to that room and ejects the sentinel head. <laughs> <laughs> the sentinel head just goes om nom nom nom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Delicious. But yeah, no, she like she talks to Saucier, who's in charge of like the menu planning, and, she, and he's like, you insult me. I uh, humans have such. <laughs> Uh, like undeveloped palettes how dare you <laughs> i so love saucier i want him I to have it. his own book i do too that'd be amazing just, oh, just a whole mutant cooking book yeah. yeah just make it like good eats but like yeah the, oh my god yeah just this, the x-men this book french mutant with too it's many him arms and blob in the tiki bar <laughs> <laughs> just make it like anthony bourdain no reservation it's just saucier going around to like little dive bars all over the, the nation <laughs> All over the fucking world. Eating street food in Madripoor. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, it's fucking tight. I can't can't wait to see where all of those plots go, because they all leave it very yeah, open-ended. There's so, there's so much in these X-Books. It's crazy. Love it. Well, that concludes our X-Corner, I think, for the for the day. We need, like, yeah. sound effects. <laughs> we just need and that, now- that 90s X-Men theme yeah. to go in. As long as um, but now we're going into horror corner. Oh, Hor- true. Horror. Oh man, I didn't even realize what was back to back. That's why I did it. All right, <laughs> this Bummer. shit gets spooky. So I got the autumnal number four by Daniel Krause, Chris Sheehan, and uh, Jason Wordy. Uh, our main character Cat is now learns about this tragedy in the town and is now researching like what the fuck happened. So basically, there's this huge fire at a roller rink um in like the mid 90s uh this book takes place now and you know kills eight kids and like another 20 or so are injured 22 22 so she's going through all the old news archives like i find out what happened at the library um and then she's kind of looking through it and the librarian's like um yo what like get the fuck out (laughs) uh you can't read this stuff it's like why i have a card it's fine it's like it's you just can't get the so, fuck out. No like, soup for you. Like, yeah, pretty much like you can't look into this stuff. And she kind of gets through yeah. as much she's, as she she's can. like, she's like, uh, don't make me raise my voice. And Kat's like, oh, maybe you should raise your voice. Yeah. What are you going to do? Call the cops. Maybe you should call the cops. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to get, I'm going to freedom of information act this shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> she calls the librarian a fascist. Yeah. yeah that's great. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a go ahead and call the cops. We'll probably arrest you for third degree bitchiness. <laughs> <laughs> so, got him. So, but on her way out, she snaps a couple pictures of people's names of um, people that survived the fire. Um, so she could kind of talk to them and find out what's going on. And she looks them up on Google. <laughs> Love it. No! It's got a little ghost from the oath. It's adorable. Um, first two are pretty much like, yeah, I was a kid. I don't, I don't really remember. I don't know what the hell happened. I, I, you know, I was young. It was a fire. It fucking sucked. Then she gets to the third one, Carol Ravinsky. And oh boy, Carol. Carol remembers. Carol remembers and she is trying to fucking forget. Um, <laughs> Carol has a lot going on. <laughs> Carol. Carol's got a lot. Carol's microwaving her brain. Yeah, with meth. Um, yeah. Oh. So she's trying to. She kind of walks through the door and basically she knocks on the door and all of a sudden Carol's just like, um, Carol doesn't want any of your kids' chocolate, doesn't want 
to a lower energy bill, doesn't want to join your church. Does that about Well, the cover first it? thing she says is, I have a rifle pointed <laughs> at your heart. Yeah. And then she goes into that speech. Also, her, her like house has no lights on, yeah. and she's like peering through the window. That's how I answer the door, though, honestly. I mean, yeah, same. I, that's fair. That's not surprising. But eventually, <laughs> she comes out, and um, you, you, the fire was not kind to her. Um, looks like she got caught in it. She's got burns all over her body. Usually isn't very kind. Yeah. Um, so, but eventually, Kat gets her talking, um, kind of pays her off so she can go buy some drugs, and eventually kind of gets her, through much coercion, gets her kind of talking about what happened. She just uh, casually whips out the meth. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> she's I'm like, going to need a hit she's to literally talk like, about this. Yeah, because uh, she's about to, like, Carol's about to, like, shut down and be like, fuck off, and she's like, Clementine Biddle, and she's like, oh, shit. Okay, what the, okay, all right, let's Do you want to hit? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, she, like, keep, she keeps offering her meth, like, yeah. <laughs> are you sure you don't want to hit no. this? Yeah. We're gonna, you're going to want to hit after I Just tell you. Just that casual, casual meth. <laughs> like, uh, you about, know what, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I have to drive later. Um, yeah. I just, I just, I just ate lunch. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. So they talk about the fire, and she basically was saying, like, we were in this. So and the other thing is, they're like the same age, but Cat has no memory. Like she moved away the year before, and she's like, yeah. "You like she's like, we were in class together, and like she Cat for some reason something's fucked with her memory because she doesn't remember like any of this shit, which I feel like she probably should. So something weird's going on there too." Um. But basically, she was saying, like, you would have been at this party because the whole town was basically there. And, like, it wasn't like, oh, it kind of started. He's like, all of a sudden, literally, the wall was just fire. And, like, we had to get out. Like, it wasn't a yeah, it didn't, gradual there was a, thing. It was just you can't on tell, fire. Yeah, you can't, you can't tell where the fire started because it never started. It was just happening. It was just on, yeah. And, like, this is kind of, like, it's kind of fucked up. But, like, she says something about, like... Do you know how hard it is to get out of a roller rink while you're on fire in roller skates? <laughs> I was yeah, just like, like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. She keeps talking about how everyone was like tripping, yeah, like it, <laughs> and like oh, just slide, no. just sliding around because you're in skates, yeah, it's like dropping, like dropping food items off a tray. <laughs> so then they finally go into the story about Clementine Biddle, who oh, was fucked up, who basically was a woman that lived in this town, um, who, uh. <laughs> fell in love or was having relations she, she fell in love with a fuck boy pretty much uh, with the mayor's yeah, son that's what i call him yeah <laughs> fell with the mayor's son the mayor's the son, old fuck boy mayor's son uh got her pregnant the mayor's son's like um you're not humboldt we're not humboldt fuck, is his we're name. not we're not doing this shit you're fucking we're going to the witch doctor or whatever and you're getting a miscarriage like yeah fuck this. and the way you got an abortion in those days was just we'll just beat you up until you're not pregnant anymore. it wasn't good yeah yeah um so she fights back and ends up escaping and takes care of herself stealing f- food and all this stuff and eventually well, she of, like lives in the woods for nine months yeah and they explain it into the way like she kind of like became part of the woods so the woods helped her deliver so like she's created this bond with with the nature because like, there's a couple like graphic panels of- yeah she just poops out a baby in the middle of the woods with no help like yeah, with us with like snakes crawling up her yeah, legs. Yeah, and- yeah, and that's what, yeah. So she um still in love. With <laughs> Look him. on RJ's face right now. <laughs> Dude, this book was bonk. Like this was brutal. I was not ready for this part of this book. Yeah, they yeah. really hit you all at once so with the like. Wow, she got this wild. Is up. So basically, yeah. she goes back to the guys like, "Hey, this is our child," and he's like, "Oh, okay, come with me." Grabs the kid and just straight up feeds it to his pig. 
Ugh. right in front of her. And I mean, yeah. and, and the whole time, the whole time Carol is like narrating this, and she's like, uh, "Bitches are stupid." Yeah. Oh and- yeah. The commentary on it was so good because <laughs> yeah. she's like, "Yeah, like I, t- I said that Clementine was like." kind and special and i didn't ever say she was smart right so (laughs) now at this point the next the rest of the story is the children's song that's been coming up all throughout the issue with basically you know it's the song that we used to sing she's talking to cat like you know lightning thunder axe and knife 50 whack she takes a life killed the guy 50 more she takes another murderous now instead of mother and killed the father as well and that's where the song this this fucking lore came from with this woman and eventually she runs away um into the woods again and kind of becomes one with the woods and now they're basically saying that whenever she wants a child the town has to give her one or she takes them via i don't know an um, ice rink fire yeah, a roller yeah, but it's fire. like it's like <laughs> Being sacrificed one versus taking like thirty. Well, right, yeah. and they were talking about it's like, why do they fucking do this? It's like, why would people stay here? It's like, oh, the the, the city's oh, nice. Yeah. It's like, but they have special trees in the area, so everyone's fucking rich. So they're just, they just go along with it. And it's just yeah. the trolley problem at that point, right? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, she's and- found some horrifying shit about this town, and it seems now like she's ta- they're talking about like, that's why they're always raking leaves because like. She has eyes and everywhere, hands. so that's and why hands. she got slapped for for having for leaves. having the kids wanted to go to the yeah. leaves exactly. So I just thought because you're pooping there. Well, that too, obviously. <laughs> um, uh, I have experience in that. But you area. get some. We finally get some real context to what the fuck's going on in this town, and it's pretty horrifying. Yeah, um, I, I I like that. Like the Clementine Biddle character is like swamp thing mixed with. Pennywise, yeah. but like, yeah. yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah with, with, but with like other, like, just severe trauma mixed yeah. in, like, it's super good. It feels very familiar, but it's so unique in its own way. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. Like, this was really eye opening. Um, we have a nice moment with her and her tattoo removal guy, too, kind of, which I, I take offense to a little bit. It's just like, so she's talking to the guy and he's talking he he has all these like metaphors about like removing trauma because you know he takes off tattoos that's just yeah and like they didn't have like any chemistry and he wasn't giving her any signals at all and all of a sudden she just like forcibly starts making out with him she's like we gonna fuck oh I, I was under the impression that they had started dating since their first encounter. Oh, maybe I didn't get that. I I I forget the last well, well, issue because she because going. he became he became her informant. He's like he was like theorizing with her, and like they've been doing multiple treatments. Uh, of yeah, I, I feel okay. like yeah. I was about to say like I I promise you if you go into a tattoo artist's uh, <laughs> studio and just try to make out with them, it's not going to go over well for you. I promise. <laughs> yeah, this felt like a more of a like, certainly not if you go to that place on South Street. Yeah, yeah, that, that will really go over badly for you <laughs> for yeah. multiple reasons. I thought this was like a, I felt like their relationship because she was. Like RJ was saying, like she was like almost like a confidant and like just like telling everything about that she found. So like that relationship feels like has been built. That's fair. I out, misread outside that of the pages. But well, yeah, wait, I, yeah. no, I thought that was her first treatment because like he's explaining well, but how it's not, the f- it's not the first time they've met. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I know that. Yeah. I know they met in the last uh, the last issue, the issue before. I, I mean, it's it's possible. That- it's also like such a small detail. Yeah. I was just fixing. It's also on it. just possible that. 
she is it's the only person who's willing to listen to her batshit insanity because it all sounds like batshit insanity. Well, it's also that's the only fair. person like, in that town that seems to be like kind of not well, fucking, he's not in the town. Well, that's, that's part why. of it. Yeah, like he's the only normal person she's talked to since she's. Moved but then to also this they're <laughs> they're making out and a leaf like slaps the window. Yeah. I was like, I've never well, been so scared of a fucking yeah. leaf. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they're talking about. Like now, this fucking Clementine Biddle woman of the woods is fucking it, watching them. Like, it does the like animal, like dead animal, slap the glass, yeah. or like a body slap the glass, like kind of like jump scare, but with a leaf. And yeah. I'm like, God. Damn it! Like, <laughs> and it was like hard enough that they noticed it, so it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, this, yeah, this that's was... real fucked up. There was also this bit where the, the tattoo removal guy like has a bunch of these random tattoos all over his body. He gets the tattoos that he removes from people. Yeah, he said that's the only tattoos that he gets. That's which is stupid. That is kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was this whole thing about like removing trauma. Like that was part of like. I have story. a lot of stupid tattoos, but I don't have anyone else's stupid tattoos. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> They're all mine. Uh, yeah, this one, um, very good. This book is great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so fucking fuck. good. Yeah, super so, spooky. Well, check it out. Speaking of spooky as fuck, y'all wanna y'all wanna keep this keep More this depressing. riding. Y'all like clowns, oh, man. <laughs> y'all like no. clowns? No, I don't. Y'all like real fucking sad clowns? All right, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna head out. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna head out real quick. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm done. Uh, so, haha, number one by uh, our favorite W. Maxwell Prince. Uh, art by uh, Vanessa Del Rey and colors by Chris O'Halloran. As I told um, Casey after I read this, um, W. Maxwell Prince has a fucking wheelhouse and he knows how to hit it. Hard. Yeah, he fucking does. Yeah, Holy and it's an anthology shit. series. The cool thing about this anthology series, uh, as opposed to Ice Cream Man, is that um, it's going to be a different. It's the same. Um, like theme because it's all clowns but it's a it's different artists each time oh that's really cool yeah so as ice cream is the opposite same artist different themes in this one yeah so oh, really I, cool. i'm really excited for some of the upcoming but vanessa del rey fucking kills oh, it. the She's art in this is so I've, uh, good i've yeah. never stopped and gone i i love the way that tree is drawn that's, yeah, it's the oh, first yeah. page is like the way the tree is rendered is just unbelievable it's, like, it's kind of cartoonish but like really really pleasing to look at and it also kind of i think it kind of um foreshadows the last bit of the book which i'll get a little bit it's kind of like a realistic mario world it reminds me (laughs) the art style in this reminds me of bill plimpton the animator it's it's the same kind of style of line work i i always love this kind of style um she has a fantastic um uh, witch book called redlands uh if you're into witchy shit if you're into witchy shit go read redlands we usually are Uh, yeah, I <laughs> take it from me. Yeah, it's right. a good witch book. Um, so yeah, so we get this uh, clown. Uh, what was it named Bartleby? Yeah, yeah. who's um, this clown? So. Yeah, who's this fucking clown? Um, <laughs> yeah, what's so the deal he's... with this clown? It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite insults because you're not only calling someone a clown, but they're not a recognizable clown. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Um, so so he's getting ready for work and he's uh just telling. The family, you know, like he's, uh, he's narrating and he's like, I have the best life. I've got the whole deal. I've got the family, the, you know, the wife, the two kids, I've even got the dog and like the actual things that are happening are kind of, um, they are there, but it's very opposite vibe. His wife fucking hates him. Yeah, yeah, his wife fucking hates him. Everything is dingy and dreary. The dog is like a tiny chihuahua. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, and he he's just like endlessly optimistic in the face of her like revulsion. 
I would hope so for a clown. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but he's like not at work yet, so it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, and he's well. she, she's like, hey, fuck off with this clown bullshit. And, and uh, he's like, well, you know, laugh all you want, but this joke of a career keeps the lights on. And Risey says that the lights come off, like, like they turn off. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> not great for this dude. Not great. Um, so they're not doing great financially. And then he goes to his work at Funville. And finds out that uh, the park is closing down. Yeah, not and- no more you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not no more you don't. Uh, and then, like, the, you know, the the guy, the, the guy runs it, I guess, the, the accountant of Funville, gives him his last paycheck <laughs> and is like, uh, you know, maybe hide it in your shoe because times are tough out there. Uh, which foreshadows him getting mugged by his own friend. <laughs> another clown. Yeah, another clown. Fucking clowns, man. I like, Fucking like, clowns. I like how he just looks up like, are you mugging me? Like just, just, just disbelief. It's like, yeah, yeah and he's just like, kids. sorry, bud. Yeah. Yeah. He's just Fucking like, brutal. I'm awful. Sorry, B, you know, like, uh, you're my best friend. What else am I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, not mug your best friend. Maybe he's like, I friend. It's like, I thought we were friends. It's like, I'm your best friend. <laughs> as I take all your money, he bashes him in the head with a crowbar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah seriously. Killed him. Jesus. Um, so yeah, so he does, he takes his wallet, but, you know, he had his last paycheck stuffed in his shoe. So he's like, okay. And he goes to the bank, and as he's at the bank, a fucking robbery ensues. This dude's having the worst fucking day. <laughs> the worst fucking day. And it's they're all in, like, baby masks. And, like, my first... In- they're horrifying. They're horrifying, yeah. Um, my first instinct was, like, oh, shit, everyone's gonna think he's part of the robbery. Yeah. Like, that was what, like, I, I went straight to, like, Joker and Dark Knight movie, mm-hmm. like... Um, but no, that's not what happens. So basically he's just standing in line, like daydreaming about like, I'm going to make it all happen and I'm going to turn it around. And you know, like I could go to night school and I could finish, you know, finish my degree. The sky's the limit. You just got to recalibrate with your view a little, see the truth. (laughs) Grace is like a long rainbow handkerchief. It never ends. And then like, right as he's saying that in his head, the robbers bust in. Um, so the, the robbers are like telling everyone to get down and he's just not listening i don't know if he's actively not listening or like also just kind of like fuck you no i'm not he, like, also he just got shit. bashed in the head with a tire iron he's yeah no just, he's probably concussed also. And he, he kind of like he kind of s- he kind of snaps a little bit <laughs> uh, so um yeah no he definitely does snap because like you know the, the guy's like what the fuck is wrong with you and he's just like you just gotta laugh sometimes he like goes full like walking phoenix joker which you know like this is much better than that movie. Uh, oh, Whoa, hot take. Um, not hot. Anyway, um, <laughs> so basically, the guy puts a it's gun a in his like take. face. <laughs> the guy puts a gun in his face, and he's like, "Shut the fuck up and get down, or I'm good. I'll do it. I swear I will. Like I'm gonna do it." And he just keeps like I'm saying, "I like, prefer not to." Yeah, I'd prefer not to. And he says, like, uh, there but for the grace of God. And right as he's saying that, he puts a fucking bullet between his eyes. And, Which this, and these two pages. Oh my god! Yeah, he like narrates the bullet going through his brain. Yeah, and, and then like, the art that goes along with it. Oh my god! Like there's yeah, all these like a- cartoon shit happening. There's like the a fucking- yeah. Well, first it's like clown. first it's graphic like like yeah. uh, brain be a brain yeah. matter, and then it turns into cartoon stars and like Porky Pig porky style pig clown. clown. Like that's all, great. folks. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's cool because he, like he has a bunch of moments where like it is his life passing through his before his eyes but it's in this yeah it's in this way where it's like oh my sad lonely childhood and everything's fucked up and i lived this miserable life but also you know like 
uh, there was also that like really pretty sunset that I saw, and like yeah, you know, yeah, the like, further the, the it, bullet goes through, the more positive the memories are. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. How lucky am I? Like I'm the luckiest guy ever. <laughs> and he just cuts back to him on the fucking floor. Um. So it turns out he lived through it, through the bullet going straight through his brain. Um. It damaged his frontal lobe sure did. and if you know as much about serial killers as adam and i do <laughs> frontal lobe uh trauma is what causes them uh, <laughs> it's it's uh one of the gateways into becoming a total fucking psychopath it's it's like it, on, on the checklist it's like a must-have yeah uh, yeah, if you're right. a serial killer yeah. like they, they all have some kind of uh frontal lobe trauma um, but yeah, so then he starts like taking out the robbers and like t- with his with his infinite handkerchief, he's like taking them down. Um, and then like he's get- getting bandaged up by like the EMT, and they're like, "Wow, this is really amazing." And he's like, "Sure, yeah, I'm, I'm the luckiest guy in the world." And he, like his endless optimism is just like now kind of manic. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So he gets back home and he's just like, "Wow, boy, I can't wait to see my family. I just love them so much, you know." And uh, you know, and, like even like the the. The text box, it kind of, like, flips, where, like, the text boxes are a little bit more realistic. Uh, you know, like, I'm blessed, full stop, there's no two ways about it. So even in the face of a strained marriage, of an empty checking account, and of an embarrassing job now gone in the wind, uh, you know, I laugh. Uh, sometimes you just gotta laugh. And as it's showing his family, he sees them as, like, bubble creatures? They're balloon animals. They're balloon animals. Bal- balloon, they're balloon animals. Yeah. Also, did anybody, <laughs> did anybody else catch, there's like all this like weird shit going on in the scenery in the background. Yeah. And there's one yeah. shot of a car pulling into a, a garage and there's a little paper boat going down a stream into the sewer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a, it's the, a good it reference yeah. in the first issue. Yeah. And, the one and that's week. like, yeah. yeah. And that's like, so the way that the trees were drawn in the first panel is foreshadowing because well, as reality is crumbling around him, the trees still look yeah, very cartoonish. The panel before that, there's fucking dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> like, so and like, yeah, it's like his, it's like his, his best friend is like dancing with his like ballerina with ballad- daughter yeah. and like, he's just seen all this shit that like could conceivably be there, but like, it's definitely at- not. Or it's, like, really distorted because, like, his best friend is in clown makeup, but, like, very obviously not human. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a cartoon. Yeah, it's just the way that, like, it devolves in those last, like, three or four pages and, is just and his fucking wife, His awesome. wife sees his, her husband come over, like, got with a head wound. He's like, oh, come inside. I could die of embarrassment. I'm yeah. like, you're uh, the fucking worst. But like, you're about to get murdered. Yeah, because like, that bullet just rewired sure. his brain yeah, in, yeah, like, the scariest yeah. way. He yeah. is for sure gonna like Richard chase the shit out of all of them. And right we're never now. gonna find out because this story <laughs> is one shot and we're moving on. But he's definitely murdering somebody. Yeah, no, I was I said this it after was one I, shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice through the brain. Um, I was I was talking to Brian about this after I read it at, at the shop, and I was just like, "Yo, like I know this is an anthology, but like, can we just get a book where he's like a clown serial killer? Because that'd be fucking but like tight a clown and also serial terrifying. killer where he it, it's almost like the reverse of the mask." Where, like, he sees the world yeah. as a cartoon, but mm-hmm. it's just not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they've already done Clown Serial Killer. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I'm just kidding. He never serial killed as a clown. <laughs> that just happened isn't, to be his isn't job. Isn't Clown Serial Killer redundant? No. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, this guy clowns out of the goodness of his heart. He wants to clown. Got he doesn't it. have to. He's not doing it to pay the bills anymore. He's gotcha. a good boy clown. <laughs> I hate that. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
<laughs> well, we found uh, we found one of RJ's triggers now. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about every single fucking issue yeah, of this, this book. This issue was, like, again, just like Ice Cream Man, this book hit in places that I would not expect it to. And it's right just, between the eyes. Just yeah. left me uncomfortable. <laughs> but it was very good. Yeah, so fucking good. So that concludes right. picks for this week. We got some yes. shout outs. A shout yeah. out. A bunch of shout first. outs. A gaggle of oh, shout outs. I think, I think the first one's me. It is. Okay. <laughs> I've got A Man Among Ye, number four, by Stephanie Phillips, Craig Cermak, and John Calise. Tell me about the uh, Lady Pirates. Maintains the the best non ex pirate book. Nice. <laughs> I love the clarification. Yeah. Of all two pirate books, this is, <laughs> this is right. the best one. Of all two lady pirate books. No, yeah. I, I love this book so much. Anne Bonnie is such a great character. Um, she just, it, it's great. I just, I, I want more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it got a little held up because of the pandemic. Um, but th- this issue kind of um, sets a new direction for uh, the, like the, the plot of the book. Because uh, Anne Bonnie and Mary were part, like, you know, were with Jack Rackham, but um, Jack, at the end of issue three, sold them out. Um, and now, so this issue kind of ends with uh, Anne and Jack both saying they have to kill each other. So. Oh, shit. Um, I have a question. Is Anne Bonnie a pseudonym, or is that, like, her, like, birth name? I don't know. Because... I don't know. <laughs> anybody is a pun oh sure <laughs> like as you said i was like oh shit anybody <laughs> it's like frank whiteley yeah exactly so i was like i'm pretty sure it's a pseudonym but uh either way it's fucking great um the my favorite part of this issue was uh uh they go to this dinner and like Anne gets um they they like tie up Anne as like a fake captive and she gets put in like the the dungeon of the this like rich guy, and um, they uh Mary like well they're uh Mary along with the other um female pirate uh well Anne is escaping and um the other character is like having dinner with the the awful uh aristocrat um Mary is like lighting uh. A flame hit uh, the rich dude's uh, fleet and like burns almost every ship with just like torches. And I was like, God damn, that's a lot of work. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. I love it. But uh, yeah, so they ha- uh, they're going to go after Jack now, which is interesting. And it kind of like, it just made me excited because uh, I guess I wasn't sure where the book was going to go. But now having kind of like a clear plot is got, got me really hyped. Noise. Yeah. Speaking of being hype, got some, <laughs> got some Sweet Tooth, The Return, number, oh, th- yeah. number three, by Jeff Lemire and Jose Villarubia, and this book's awesome. Um, <laughs> we kind of catch up a little bit with our main man, Gus, here, who's been detained, but this really, this issue's all about my man, Early Elephant. Early Elephant. Early Elephant, who kind of <laughs> so sees these two people captured, uh, helps them out a little bit to kind of get away from this, I don't even know what to put, a cult that is captured <laughs> um, our main character, Gus, kind of works through. They kind of talk about how 
they saw Gus and they think he's the reincarnation of their god, which I cannot pronounce because there's way too many consonants in it. Um, <laughs> but oh, it's like it's that like teka teka suck to the yeah. waddle. It's like the yeah, deer like- god. It's like a thing that it's they talk about a lot in the first one obviously yeah. um so the townspeople are kind of arguing about it but this whole time like they're trying to figure out because they're all stuck underground they think it might be like the coming of a next like curse or something um but you know there's other children and things that have gone missing over the time so like some of the townsfolk are just like fucking fed up with these like this cult that's leading it but um just one of my favorite i just want to shout it so far it's good again it's a complete continuation from sweet Tooth, so this issue like really leads into a lot of stuff from that so i don't want to talk about too much but just one of my favorite lines is they're kind of walking through trying to escape they're in this lab this cult comes up uh they see earl they're just like fuck me earl is loose and then earl just goes red and just fucking just just murders the fuck out of these people basically his captors he's just like fuck he bane breaks one of them um <laughs> literally punches one of the other one's heads off stomps another one like in front of children but this is clearly a very grizzled experiment basically cuz up until now um Gus was the only hybrid that we know of that we knew of so like and this guy looks like he's been around for a minute and is scarred and been beaten so um it was kind of nice to see him get some revenge here. Um, and then they had a really nice reveal again, pretty much tying very much back into the first one. So I don't really want to talk about it, but yeah, I still haven't finished the first one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got sidetracked because the world fell apart and that's, and, that, book, and that book's about the what world falling excuse. apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this book's about like a weird, like deadly pandemic that like kills people. It's weird. I don't know. why. Oh, I wouldn't oh, yeah. it. It's so weird, um, huh? But, <sighs> I'm like super in like the reveal they kind of gave us. It's like, okay, I'm in. I was in before, but like you got me again, Lemire. You (laughs) son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Again, if you haven't read the first one, go go read the whole series. If you are not aware that there's a sequel, also read that. (laughs) It's really good. Hell yeah. Um, There's also uh, Future State Superman Wonder Woman number one uh, by our favorite Dan Waters. Second part, uh, you know shout of the show um Layla Del Duca and Nick Filardi um this one's really cool it just it gave a lot of really cool um exposition and like character development for um John uh as Superman and for uh Yara Floor as um Wonder Wonder Woman. Woman and like like they both had their own books but this one really highlights like how they're different than their counterparts and their like pre- than their predecessors Agreed. and and like gives a really cool like unto like their dynamic too um so i'm not gonna go like fully into it but it's just kind of like you know john is going like second by second and like you know like planning out his like way of how he's gonna like save the- everyone in this like situation and like yara is like taking down helicopters and like making the rich like the corporate greed like mm-hmm. accountable yeah. for their actions on the rainforest it's fucking tight. Um, i like her, that uh her being wonder woman is also steeped in mythology but it's a whole different mythology yeah it's all yeah. it's all like brazilian mythology and mm-hmm. it's it's like her brothers are the sun and moon and like the sun is like the, the whole thing that's happening here is like superman's villain that is uh, I he's like amassed multiple. It's this like robot thing that's like trying to eat all of the suns. 
Um, yeah, so you're into obscure Superman villains. Is that yeah. actually a Superman villain? I thought it was invented for this. Solaris. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, his name is Solaris. I don't know. Um, I don't know it. enough about DC yeah. to know him. Um, but uh, yeah, and then um, uh, since there are two suns in the sky, um, uh, Wonder Woman's brother gets all pissed because he's like, oh, we got another pretender son over here? What the fuck? So he like goes up to challenge him to a race. Yeah, they have a sun <laughs> dick measuring contest. Yeah, we have a sun dick measuring contest, which <laughs> wreaks havoc on the planet because yeah. of course it does. Um, so then we get uh, John and Yara like, you know, putting those pieces back together and um, their like, you know, friendship through it. It's uh, it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Yeah, I thought uh, I, it was, this was good. I, I'm This was probably one of my higher t- uh, ones on the future state list so far yeah yeah for sure and Along yeah it ends one. with the cliffhanger of john like getting hurt somehow um yeah like almost yeah kind of looks like he de- like de-powered. collapses out of the sky yeah, yeah. um so yeah so that was that was a cool one speaking of future state yeah we got another one uh future state justice league it's got two different stories in it um this one is uh the first story which is like justice league proper is by joshua williamson uh robson roca and romulo fajardo jr um yeah it's cool it's the same thing it like builds the dynamic of this new team and like we find out how the old justice league died or like fell apart and you know now they have all these new protocols where like they don't fraternize outside of the league they don't know each other's names they like they just do the job and go home um, which is not working. <laughs> not yeah, not even a little. <laughs> well, it's bit. working because everyone's safe, but like they're all like, I just want to like they're talk. Just, but they're also like just hanging out with each other behind each other's backs anyway. So, yeah, like, it yeah, exactly. It wasn't doing anything. Yeah, like John and Yara go get like hot dogs, and then um, uh, Aquaman and Flash go like they're they're clearly kind of a thing. I love Aquaman. Uh, I love Aquaman. Uh, I love the Aqu- the Aquaman character because she's the daughter of Marin. Arthur. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she's going to be the star of the Future State Aquaman book, I think. Awesome. She's yeah. really cool, though. Yeah, I she's she badass. Really, yeah. yeah. And Flash uh, is badass because they're non-binary, and that's super cool. I also really like that they don't make a big deal about it. They're just like, yeah, Flash is over there, and I don't know their name. And it's like, oh, shit, they're using they-them pronouns. That's kind of... Yeah, I actually bite. didn't even... Um, I didn't even register, like, in a good way. Like, yeah, it was, yeah, like, yeah, I, I really yeah. like this team Seamless. a lot. Yeah, it was, it's uh, cool. It was, yeah, the team so far, and then, like... <laughs> Well, hopefully the team comes back. <laughs> yeah, it ends with RJ's favorite reveal. Yeah, we get a great reveal at the end where the Legion of Doom was completely destroyed and replaced by the HyperClan. <laughs> it's so great. Well, the Legion of Doom summoned HyperClan. HyperClan murdered the fuck out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And when while the League is investigating that, the HyperClan takes over them. the League. Yeah. It replaces them. All in so, one yeah. issue. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So half an issue, really, because it's just the first yeah. story. Oh yeah, then we get the yeah. The second story is a Justice League Dark Future State uh, by Rom V. Got- uh, um, Rom V. Uh, Marci- Marcio Takara and Marcelo Mayalo. I just I knew so much of these people because of RJ talking about Justice League Dark. That's oh, true. Man. Yeah. It's great. Yo, the art you, is so good. You know, the only way to make Detective Chimp and or Etrigan fucking cooler. It's to put, to them, put them in with each other. <laughs> to put them together. Combine them. Like, uh, you know, you got your peanut butter and my chocolate kind of a situation. <laughs> it's, it's only better together. Again. That's like the second <laughs> cool. episode in a row you've used that, that term. Because it's good. Because everyone loves Reese's peanut butter cups. Dude. Yeah, everyone loves yeah. their 
talking chimp detectives as a demon. Be, be gone, be gone, the simian. Release the demon Etrigan is the fucking greatest thing I've ever read. It's I'm so not cool. even being hyperbolic. The, That's the amazing. That's one of the best chimp. parts of whenever someone brings in Etrigan is seeing how they rhyme. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is which is I, funny because Curvy never rhymed him, but you know whatever. I like I like that that's a uh, well, they an add-on. The lore of like the rhyming demons later, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is great because I feel like that's just a fun way. Whoever wants to write Etrigan, they just like I get to write in rhymes now and see how I, this works. I saw or a tweet. you're like, oh no, I get to I have to write rhymes yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I saw a tweet from Rom that was like, uh. You know what's really hard on a deadline? Rhyming. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> I'm butchering it. He had a funnier funnier punchline. Um But yeah, that one that one's fucking crazy. Basically uh, this one is like they're all the magic has been taken over by Merlin, right? Yeah, Merlin's basically the dystopian authoritarian like leader of the planet. And all the magical people are basically Justice League Dark. Um, are all <laughs> gathering in this one place and there's one person they're protecting and Etrigan has to like get rid of a spell on him to reveal the new Dr. Fate. Which right. is pretty yeah. dope. He's hiding as like a hobo with a can. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. He's, so he's like the only person other than Merlin has like a magical artifact in this world now. And yeah. then they're gonna fight. And we get <laughs> Ragman. I love Ragman. Yeah, yeah the Ragman so stuff good. was fucking cool. The action yeah. in that was, yeah, like you said, uh, the art was dope in this. Like the Etrigan reveal, that panel was really cool. It was very cool. Yeah. Very- I really hope a lot of this plot bleeds over into Rom's run on on Justice League Dark proper, like like the, the main book. Are they uh, doing a new one that spins out of this too, or is it the same one that's continuing? I think it's the same one that's continuing. Okay. I'm not sure. I know he's still writing it after this. Gotcha. Uh, I'm not sure, like, if it's going to change, like, timelines or, like, what, but we'll right. see. I was just curious. Yeah. I think it might stay the backup to Justice League, but I'm not sure. Gotcha. Oh, maybe. Gotcha. I could gotcha. see that happening. Cool. Yeah, this one was cool. I liked both stories in this one, for yeah. sure. So that takes us to Top Story. Speaking of Future State. <laughs> oh man this book was the, dope dark, 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 dark. Uh, out of all of future state so far i think this is my favorite i i think so too this is like fully solid all the way through whereas like a lot of the other anthology ones um not talking shit on justice league because both of the justice league stories were good this one like i can't pick a favorite they're like both equally fucking awesome whereas i think in the last one i really like the regular justice league but justice league dark was better you know kind of deal um, Yo, and give yeah, me this is- give me Dan Mora drawing Batman. Woo! Give me all that, all, all of so it. good, it's <laughs> fucking awesome. It's, uh, it's yeah, great. so in in dystopian uh, Akira Blade Runner Watchmen future of Gotham, uh, <laughs> I love how we keep adding things to it every time. <laughs> <we're talking about. laughs> also, just it's progressively things. more things. Just it's all of those the, things. Look at how many neon things there are. The team of Dan Mora and Jordi Belair in this is. Oh, Such man. a perfect combination because the color work on all of that neon. I'm starting to like take notice of to people who can draw rain really well. Yeah, and neon. Like it's yeah. really hard to like right. make and a book look rain, like it's glowing. This is rain and neon. And I, I, I like book. I like that the two main Batman books we have on colors: Tamara Bonvillain and Jordi Belair. Like they're the only yeah. people that can really. Do this as well as they do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So at this point, yeah, this is, uh, uh, yeah. Where do we kind of start with this one? So basically, Batman gets well shot. Bruce Wayne. 
Yeah. Bruce Wayne gets shot because uh, um, the peacekeeper, whatever, uh, guy for the magistrate is like, we know who you are, and just shoots him in the gut. So he uses the last of his fortune to buy anonymity while he's being, like, stitched up. Yeah. It's also um, kind of cool mirroring um, Tinian's Batman because Tinian wiped out the Wayne fortune. Oh, cool. Okay, so cool. Bruce Wayne doesn't have that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Uh, that yeah. is really cool. Yeah, so he... Um, he's been yeah, so he really really has and uh so yeah he everyone thinks he's dead everyone thinks bruce wayne is dead everything's batman and Bo- bruce wayne are both dead so he is a ghost and he's operating like a ghost and like trying to figure out how he could take down the magistrate without any of the tools that he had at his disposal aka money uh <laughs> i just like him walking through the figuring this out and like it's like gotham's like turned into this almost like ultra futuristic state uh, since the last time we saw it, so we don't know exactly. Blade this, Runner, but, yes. Yeah, but this is Bruce Wayne. Oh my god! Like it's <sighs> obviously a multiversal Bruce Wayne because it's not, you know, because this is crazy. But like he's just walking around, and there's just an advert of just like this muscle man. It's like, yo, you gym bro, <laughs> and then just like he kind of keeps moving on. <laughs> yeah, he um, he like is lost and confused in his own Gotham. He's yeah. like, I don't I don't recognize any. And he of clearly that. has PTSD because like when there's loud noises, he gets like all freaked out and shit oh yeah yeah. and like his own eulogy is blasting over what is essentially Times square and he just fucking flees from it in that page gorgeous oh just such great light work it's just uh i can't say enough about the art in this issue it's so as he's running around he kind of stumbles upon like a mask trying to mask gang people trying to rob someone and like the Batman instinct just kicks in and he just does what he fucking does. And opens all of his stitches instantly. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's fighting three people and he still has a gut wound. And does he get shot in the, the fr- leg too in the process? Like, yeah, because the magistrate oh shows up again. But then at that point, he basically like makes a decree. Is like, all right, I did all this stuff. Like Now let's, let's see what a ghost can do. And I'm going to go yeah. fucking take these dudes down. The funeral's over is going to be fucking fuck awesome. <laughs> I love Hobo Bruce Wayne. This is great, yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, broke just, and and just desperate Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he's just almost a turtle at this point. Like we're just going straight <laughs> wow. TMNT Batman at this point. I can dig it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was fantastic. Which brings us to the the second story, uh, which is a grifter story. Which so fucking you good. You don't see many of those. I mean, he's in the current run of Batman, right? Right, RJ? Uh, yeah, Luke Fox hired him as uh, protection. Tight. Uh, oh. Even better, that because that's... Right uh, this. Yeah, Luke Fox and Grifter team up, because in this well, It's reality, Luke's son, isn't it? Or Lucius. Lucius. His son. Yeah. yeah. So Lucius okay. hires him. Right. Got it. Um, team up is a loose word for what happens in this <laughs> issue. <laughs> yeah. He Re- hijacks reluctant. Batman, essentially. <laughs> reluctant hiring. They both get arrested. <laughs> I love how, like... I was talking to somebody at work, and it, 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 we love Matt Rosenberg as a show, uh, speaking for everyone. And <sighs> Rosenberg has uh, this other book, uh, Tales from Suspense. It was just like a five-issue story arc where he teamed up um, uh, Winter Soldier and Hawkeye. And like this has totally like hits that same vibe mm-hmm. of like snarky as fuck, like really sardonic, funny, like mercenary shit. Uh, yeah. So good. like. This is what I wish Deadpool was. You know what I mean? Agreed. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of what Deadpool used to be. Exactly. Yeah, that's I, I. It's that like it hits that 
he's not just running around saying dumb shit all the time. It's like actually like I'm just a fucking mercenary. I don't care who pays me. Let me just do some wild shit and uh, yeah, you just, know get out of this by the skin ass. of my ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's um, just lucky. Well, yeah, he has people roll into this like fucking criminal bar. It's like, uh, yo, you come with me. It's like, no, nah, I'm good. It's like, well, we know who you are. It's like, well, do you though, bro? And then yeah. they say and it's his like name. GCPD. We know who you are. And they say his name, and the whole bar basically does a record skip and stares at him. He's like, oh. Fuck. <laughs> I love the interaction he has with the one guy, the like the big brute that picks him up. He's like, What did I do to you? Why would I do that? Am I how am I that stupid? He's like, You hired me for protection and then never showed up. And it was like, Who from who? Superman? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. He's like, Who yeah. who are you and what did I do to you? And why would I do that? <laughs> Yeah, so good. Such such a good little exchange. Yeah. The bar fight scene is fantastic. Yeah, it was great. And then he leaves the bar, and the whole GCPD is on his ass. He's like, oh, shit, those were cops. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my other favorite line is when he's with Luke, and he's like, all right, slow down, Alan West. It's like, who? The Flash. He's like, that's not the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> took yeah. took yeah. two people's names. And Barry Allen together. and Wally West. He's like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, Whatever. Fuck so, you. Yeah. No, uh, Alan Scott. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's also Barry Allen. Uh, I'm not wrong. (laughs) It's spelled different. Shut up. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah, at that point, so he gets arrested and he, in the truck that he's in, Luke Fox is there because they're rounding up anyone who might be a former mask, basically. Yeah, because basically at this point, Luke is Batman, I believe, and is, is... Keeping that under the table. But they know him as being Batwing. Batwing forever yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. So he has not told the cops or Grifter that he's like, yo, actually I'm Batman, but uh, don't tell nobody. Yeah. Especially um, my fucking dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they like concoct a plan to get out. Uh, and that plan involves just cold cocking Luke. Just Grifter just doing his fucking thing. He and just kicks him in the advantage. face. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, that was your plan? He's like, yeah, you know, it worked. <laughs> it worked, didn't it? You f- <laughs> uh, then eventually, I think, uh, so eventually at the point, Luke is basically like, I, we need to get the fuck out of town. And that's when they oh, kind of team I also up. love before that, uh, Grifter like shoots the cop, uh, shoots one cop, and then the other cop is just like, oh, don't shoot me. And he's like, okay, but you saw um, oh, yeah. this guy shoot him, right? right? Yeah, yep, he should, yep. He's like, you're making me use a gun. It's like, I haven't made you use a gun. And he shoots it's like, that's making me use a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and he's like, well, it's your word against his that you didn't fucking kill that cop just now, so. <laughs> right. He's like, you shot that guy. No. <laughs> Dude, oh my God. Uh, not realizing. according to the eyewitness. <laughs> this story was batshit. I'm like looking through it again. Like It's that manic it's pace just the whole fucking time. Then they go it's to the awesome. apartment, they team up, they get masked, then they run into this other fucking gang that wants to kill Grifter. They somehow escape from that. And well, <laughs> and so Grifter's trying to like ad-lib a plan and he's just like, you know, oh, we were coming to see you because uh, Luke has this plan. Tell him, Luke. And Luke's like, uh, I have $50,000 to cover uh, yeah. whatever happened to you. And he's like, that's not what I was trying to say. He's like, what do you want me to say? He's like, make something up. I don't know. And it's just like, as he's talking, he's like trying to talk his way out of it. But I'll see. So he's like, well, here's the thing. Run. I have the money, but we actually need like 
Luke, run. <laughs> to talk to the <laughs> queen of clubs the... first. Now that I really want, run now. <laughs> to, ta- to work this out with you, we really need you. Run! <laughs> I love the way it's lettered, too. Yeah, yeah it it's really lettered cool. with like little tiny whispers. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and the action panels in this were cool. And then they kind of go to lay low <laughs> at a, what's, we'll use the term safe house, quote unquote. <laughs> Um, the unsafest safe house of all time. Which is the where the where Huntress is oh, now hunkered man. down. So exciting. Yeah. I didn't know she was gonna be part of it. Me either. Yeah. Although no, me either. this team of Tamaki and um Mora is taking over Detective and she's on the cover for their first issue. Oh so. cool. That's cool. Also, I wanna point out this further uh justifies my comparison to um Tales from Suspense because it was Bucky and Clint teaming up to find Black Widow. Well, there you go. This is the very yeah. exact same as, like vibe because now they're That's like awesome. they've pissed off Huntress. I love Huntress so much. <laughs> so yeah, Huntress fucking is good. Dope. <laughs> yeah, this I just I'm realizing how bonkers that second story was because like the pace in the first yep. one was like a bit more methodical, like kind of working yeah. you through, you get the story, it's very Bruce Wayne. Uh, and then this one was just balls to the wall <laughs> from the second that it started. It's literally just running from bullets the whole time, yeah. <laughs> which is great. That's how I want my grifter. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it was good. Love it. Okay. So that was last week's comics. We did. Yeah. Yay. All right, this week, what do we got? So another big future state week. Let's just all rattle Immortal these Immortal Wonder Woman. So Immortal Wonder Woman, I know, Immortal is a Wonder huge Woman. one. Uh, yeah. Next Batman. I'm so stoked for that. Um, Superman Worlds of War, which is the one that has like a... a yeah. It's, there's like 20 people on the like masthead. It's fucking insane. Um, there's a Catwoman and then Shazam as well. So another Ooh. big future state week next week. More Rom V and Catwoman. Oh, Can't that's wait. right. That's right. Yeah. And we got more turtles. Um, yeah, oh, there's cool. three turtles books. There's ongoing, uh, Jenica and the best of I, f- I forget which Ooh, one. There's I another want best. To say of? Leonardo. Yeah, it's a best of Leonardo. I believe. Right. Yes, that is um, correct. Um, there's also uh, there's a book called Abbott 1973. I want to check which, that out from. Boom, yeah, right? that like looks dope. It's like journalism and like uh like civil rights activists like fighting against monsters. So it's got kind of that like. Yep. Like a uh, Lovecraft Country vibe, but in the seventies. So that's that's pretty tight. I like that. Yeah, we got a uh, X Force, Batman, Catwoman, Seven to Eternity, Cable, Cable. Uh, once you find out how the fuck he got nullified. Looks like we got uh, more always. King Tank Girl. Nice, nice. Uh, Scumbag number four, which is being touted as the greatest issue of comics um, by the creative team. I saw on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Stillwater number five. Uh, a new- couple new number ones. Dude. There's um something called Crimson Flower. Uh, something called Rain Like Hammers. That's an image and book. I'm gonna check that one out. There's another one. Uh, I breathed a body. Um, that looks so, so good. Yeah, there's some cool horror stuff coming up. This uh, week. There's a new Iron Fist book by um, Larry oh, Hama. Hama. I'm fucking in. Nice. Uh, Barbalian. Um, nice. Looks like a big week for us. <laughs> you literally say that every week. No, like this. It's a lot though. <laughs> A lot of new books, but you say it every week. <laughs> actually, the more the more I look at it, I don't know if this is a real. Uh, I don't know if Tank Girl is actually coming out next week. Yeah, well, uh, you'll find out. This I don't think it is. Yeah, because it says Tank King Tank Girl number four, but we've only had two issues so far. Yeah, that's the old solicitation yeah, before COVID. Off. Damn, yeah, this looks like some cool number ones. I always love some good number ones. Yeah, always yeah. fun to get into I'm some psyched. good new stuff. Yeah. 
All right. Well, so that's uh, this week's comics. Uh, join us next week when we talk about them when they become last week's comics. Uh, <laughs> that joke never gets old, literally. I'm not even being sarcastic. <laughs> um, make sure you check us out on uh, the social medias at last week's comics. Um, also, consider joining our Patreon at duelinggenre.com slash support. Right now, um, our Patreon our Patreon subscribers uh, get access to our Discord server. So if you want to bug us in real time, uh, if you want to make my phone go off just randomly, uh, consider joining our Patreon and getting on that Discord server. That's a great way to tell us what comics you're reading that you think we're missing out on. Um, Exactly. If there's anything we're missing that you're like, yo, guys, why haven't you been talking about Spider-Man? I get it. I'm like 55 issues behind on Spider-Man. Actually 57, but okay. Ah, (laughs) jeez. But yeah, you know, that's 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 your place to uh to get on us about that stuff. So uh so yeah, uh take a look at that. And please, as always, support your local comic shop any way you can. Uh get out there, buy some comics. Uh keep wearing a mask, guys. This shit ain't over, unfortunately. Nope. But that's why we got comics to get us through this kind of kind of nonsense. We get to kind of escape from our usual doom scrolling and, and read some fun stuff. So yeah, so so uh, support your local comic shop, read some comics, and we'll see you next week. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from a Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.